Good morning. Sunday service at Beecher Island. It is good, man. I am hot. I feel it. I am sweating a little bit, but I think I'm a little loud too, Craig. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, it's great to be here today. It's great to gather up today uh, with one another. Really, I can't. I can't think of a better reason to gather together than to celebrate our risen Savior. What, what a blessing it is. What a blessing it is to gather up. Yeah, for Him, in Him, and just uh, love on each other today. What a blessing that is that we get to do that. And, and uh, um, you know, we don't just have to do it, though, on Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Every Sunday we can gather up. Every day we can gather up uh, with each other, fellowship. Uh, the doors are open every Sunday, though, to come and gather and, and, and hear His Word. And, and it is good. And so uh, we welcome every person here today, though. We welcome every person that's here to join us, and, and, and uh, it is good. And I'll just introduce Beecher Island to you if you're new. Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And we try to preach His Word every time we gather. We try to be of His Word every time we gather. And, and, and I... Uh, in that we preach that it's by Him, through Him only. It is by His grace. We are, we are told for, uh, by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It is truly a gift. And I hope that we all know that this morning. That it is a, a gift, a, a wonderful gift. I do have one more announcement I want everybody to hear. I want, you know, uh, I'm just going to say focus. One, one more announcement. Uh, uh, I didn't let the elders know that I was going to do this, but I thought I better announce it this morning. And that is, He's risen! He's risen! Amen? He is risen. It's good. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn me to, to Luke. Um, Luke chapter 23. Our God is good. Gail and Regina talked to me about what their special was going to be, but uh, that was several weeks ago. And I think I have a really good memory. It's good for about 24 hours. I knew that they were going to go, go down the, the road that they did. Um, you, you're you're going to see how good God is. Uh, because uh, I'm going to start with, with Luke 23. And we're going to start in verse 32. And we're going to read for a little bit. We're going to skip a couple scriptures. And then we're going to pick it back up. You'll get to see. It is good. Our God is good. Uh, Alright, Luke 23. Verse 32, and I will tell you, uh, for church, uh, everybody that's always here on Sundays, I'm going to set John aside for a little bit, as you already see, we're going to go into Luke. But anybody that's visiting with us, we have been in a study of John, and it has been awesome. I'll encourage you, even though you missed the first 15 chapters, come for the last half, all right? Come, come and join us. Uh, we, I want you to know that, that uh, uh, you're only a guest here once. So uh, come back after that. And uh, we want you here. Luke 23, starting in verse 32. There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left, then... Jesus said 
Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? I just want to say, can you picture this going on? Right, they're all hanging on crosses. They're all right there. And one is blaspheming Jesus, and one saying, Hey, idiot, what are you doing? We're all in the same boat. I, I just try to... My mind works like that. But what a picture, what an image as you read this that you can see on these three crosses. That, that, that what's taking place here. But the other answer, answering, rebuke him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, As surely as I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. I want to stop there for just a minute. As I was reading through this this week, uh, there was three scriptures in here that just, just pounded on my heart. I couldn't let them go. I, I, I've read them several times, but the three scriptures are, are all pretty much the same. It's the mockers. It's those who are, are mocking Jesus. And every time I read them, I just thought, Man, they don't even understand what they're saying. They don't even understand what words are coming out of their mouth. He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Christ, the chosen of God. And another says, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. The criminal himself. If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. At least he threw in and us, right? But I was thinking about this. Man, what's Jesus What's Jesus thinking as He's hanging on this cross and He's being mocked? You know, my flesh says, yeah, I'm going to show you. Right? That, that's, the flesh says that's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to show you. Jesus wasn't that way. As Jesus hung on that cross, uh, beaten, I mean, beaten beyond our imagination, they struck Him over the head I don't know how many times any one of us would have a, a severe concussion. We'll just go with that. Beat him and beat him and beat him. And as he's hanging on this cross, blood running from him, spikes driven through his body, and as they walk by, and, and, and because this was a, there was a lot of people that got to witness this. And as they walk by, they're, they're mocking him. But I have to keep coming back to this. As Jesus 
was so badly beaten, listening to these mockers, I know he was saying, I love you. I love you and I'm saving you. I'm doing this for you. You can mock me all you want. You can say whatever you want to say, but I want you to know I'm doing it for you. I also wonder what the criminal on the other cross that was just mocking him, just blaspheming against him, and the other criminal said, Jesus, Jesus said, when you go to your kingdom, can I join you? And he says, you'll be with me. You'll be with me in paradise. Can you imagine? I want to be the guy saying, Jesus, I want to be in your kingdom. When you get to your kingdom, can, can I be with you? Man, I don't want to be hanging over here on this other cross saying, yeah, right, Jesus. Save yourself. And here he is. I believe Jesus just saying, I love you. And I forgive you for what you're saying. I already forgive you. Even though you're mocking me right now, I'm forgiving you. As assuredly as I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. We're going to keep going. Verse 44. And it was about the sixth hour. And there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. You got a chance to come to uh, the Ray Ministerial Alliance Good Friday service up at the crosses at Ray. It was, it was awesome. Uh, if you missed it, put it on your calendar for next year. There's a little bit of a hike up the hill. I'll tell you that right now. Your legs will burn a little bit. But as my wife told me afterwards, she said, you know what? As I was climbing that and my legs were burning, and, and, and mine were too, so I'm not making fun of her at all, okay? Uh, uh, as my legs were she said, you know what? I thought, that is nothing compared to you, Jesus. Nothing compared to the pain and the burning and the torture that you went through. I can climb this hill. Be there next time. But... I, but I talked about the night falling. It was noon. It, it, it was dark. I mean, it was it, unfathomable what was taking place right there. And, and what, what an amazing uh, sight it must have been as Jesus hung on the cross in the dark during the day. Wrap your mind around that. Yeah. And, uh, and it was about the sixth hour and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, He said, Father, into Your hands I commend My Spirit. And having said this, He breathed His last. And when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole crowd who come together to that sight... Uh, that's like seeing what had been done. Beat their breasts and return. But all of his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at the distance watching these things. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good, a good and just man. He had not consented to their council indeed. He was from Arimathea, a city of Jews, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in the tomb that was hung out of the rock where no one had ever lain before. 
That day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. And the woman, the, the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. An important note. An important note there. They got to witness his body being laid in that tomb. All wrapped up. Many, many witnesses got to see his body laying in the tomb. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragment oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Now on the first day of the week, Sunday, Sunday, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this. That behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? I will just tell you right now. These two angels uh, we're going to talk about in John 20. It's coming, okay? There's a lot of depth to these two angels, and it's going to be exciting as we dig into them. So, so I'm telling you, keep coming back, okay? Keep coming back on Sunday mornings because we're going to get to John 20 in about eight months, okay? So just keep coming, and we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> He is not here, but is risen. Remember how He spoke to you when He was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered His words. And they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. They didn't believe them. Period. God's Word says that they didn't believe them. It says, But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves, and he departed marveling to himself at what had happened. Peter didn't believe them. But yet he still got up. Still got up and ran. He didn't walk. It says he ran to the tomb. I wrap my mind around this. Peter could have had all kinds of excuses. Peter could have said, yeah, right. You women. I would never say that, but Peter might have. <laughs> He could have got all kinds of excuses. That, that's not true. If, he was, if Jesus was risen from the grave, He would be right here because we're His friends. He would be right here right now. Peter could have sent somebody else. You go check it out. You go look for me and you come back and report to me. He could have done that. He could have, he, all kinds of different things He could have But He didn't. He got up and He ran. Now we know in other Gospels he got beat in his running race, but, but he ran. He ran to, to the tomb. You know, I think uh, a lot of times we sit back and we 
we make excuses for our lack of understanding, for our disbelief. And we don't do anything about it. We just become okay with it. We come, become okay with our disbelief. We become okay with whatever excuses we have. I don't have enough time to read God's Word. I don't have enough time to, to dig into prayer with them. I don't have time to just, to just communicate with them. I, I'm, I'm pretty busy. I want to be like Peter in my own disbelief and get up and run run to Jesus I wish I could tell you that I never have disbelief I wish I could tell you that I wish I could tell you that man I stand strong on the rock and I don't ever falter I don't ever come off of that man I'm just I'm just 900 mile an hour towards Jesus every day every time no. I want to be Peter. I want to run to him. I want to run to see the proof. I want to run to see that the tomb is empty. And not be okay with sitting there doing nothing. Waller in my excuses. Hey. We'll come back to that in a minute. Let's jump forward. Luke 24, verse 36. Gail Regina did the middle part there. Thirty-six. Now as they said these things, Jesus Himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I Myself. Handle Me and see, for the Spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe, for joy, that's saying for laughs for Jesus, okay? For laughs for Jesus, he says, hey. And Marley said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He's like, look, it is me. I'm here right now. I'll show you by eating something. Then He said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms concerning Me. And He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin 
should be preached in His name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you endure with power from on high. They were all sitting there. Jesus is in front of them. And they still doubted. They touched his hands with the holes in his hands, the holes in his feet. He's like, come on. I'm right here in front of you. I'm right. Touch me. See me. I'm right here. They still didn't believe. Then he said, here, I'll eat something. Let me even prove it more that I am in the flesh right here in front of you. Yes, the spirits can't do this, but I. The Son of God can do this. And He ate. Then He opened their eyes. You see, when darkness fell at the cross, and He said, it is finished. He said, I give up my spirit to you, Father. And He breathed His last. The old covenant was done. It, it was done right there. And when he rose up new, the new begins now. And he opens their eyes to the newness of him and who he is. Listen, I want your eyes to be open to the newness of Jesus. I want you to see him. And if you are struggling in your belief for him, I want you to do something about it. I don't want you to be okay with just sitting back and listening to my mouth talk, okay? You get up and you walk to him. You seek him. You Seek the relationship that He wants with you. Don't be okay with just being mediocre in Him. Or should we say lukewarm? Don't be okay with it. Seek Him with everything you got. And you know what? Just as Peter got up and ran to see for himself, just as all the disciples, all the apostles, looked at Him, saw Him, felt Him, touched Him. Do the same. Do the same. He is the living God. And let me just tell you, if you just stop, stop with your busyness. Stop with being buried under Satan's yoke. That's busy, okay? Stop with being buried under Satan's yoke and start seeking Him. Start, start just seeking everything about Him. And you will find your answer. You will find your answer. Don't believe in Him because of anybody else. Okay? Don't believe in Him because of grandma or mom or dad or me or some other pastor or anything else. Believe in Him because you say, I believe. You have a relationship with Him. Find it for yourself. Don't just come to Easter service because it's Easter. Don't just come to Christmas service because it's Christmas. Come to service because you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and you believe that, and you want a relationship with Him. Amen. I want to be about running to Him. And I want to encourage you today to run to Him. You see, there's one last thing that Jesus finishes with here. 
He says, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name. I'm going to leave you with this. Jesus calls us to not be okay with our sin. Jesus calls us to repent. To change our ways. To, to not be okay with walking in the way of the criminal that stood over here blaspheming. We'll go with that. He says, repent. Turn. Turn. Turn from the wickedness. Turn from the little sin. Turn from the stuff that we're okay with. Turn from it all. And be in me. And be in me. And seek forgiveness in me. Because I'm the one who gave it. Jesus, all the mockers were saying, save yourself. You know what? He was saving you. And He was giving you an avenue. The only avenue. To come to Him. To have forgiveness. To have life in Him. And it doesn't get any better than that. You know what? A word that hit me this morning. We get to. We get to. Because of Him, we get to have life in Him. But you have to make that choice. You have to make the choice to get up and not be okay with being having excuses, not being okay with doubt, not being okay with listening to the world's voice that is very loud. But be okay with re repenting, turning from your ways, coming to Him, and His big old open arms saying, I forgive you. I love you. Come with me. I'm going to invite the praise team up. I want to leave you with something to think about on Resurrection Sunday. And that is this. Jesus did go to the cross. Jesus did hang there was crucified for you, was taken off the cross, laid in a tomb. Laid in a tomb and risen from the grave for you. No other reason. He didn't do it because He could show that He could. He didn't do it for any, any other reason except for you to have life with Him. And I want to encourage you that if you don't have a relationship with Him, to change that today. Today. Today, speak with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. And the Word says, you will be saved. I want you to know that today. I want you to know that today that, that He did it all for you. But you have to make the choice for Him. If you don't make the choice for Him, you don't get life. But if you make the choice for Him, He says, come here. I got a mansion waiting for you. I got a home. And that's where He is right now. <laughs> He's prepared a place for all who call on His name. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much for all that You do. Lord, I thank You for, for going to the cross for us, but You didn't stay there. Thank You for going to the tomb, but You didn't stay there. Thank You for rising from the grave, proving that You are the Christ, the Son of God. And I thank You, Jesus, for that. Thank You, God, for the power of raising Him up. Thank You. 
God, I pray that everybody here today has their heart open to that, has their heart open to you being the Christ and knowing that life is in you and only in you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And we can only come to the Father in you. And I pray, I pray that people hear that and know that and live that this morning. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I, I pray though this morning that if, that if there's anybody here that is just struggling, that, that maybe they gave their life a long time ago to you, but their disbelief has overwhelmed them. And they need to overcome that. Lord, if there's anybody in here this morning that's in that place right now, Lord, I pray for them. I lift them up to You. And I, I want to encourage any person that's there to come forward as we stand and sing and just, just have that prayer. Lord, I pray if there's anybody here this morning that has not given their life to You, they make that step today towards You. They get up and run like Peter and come to You. Lord, I thank You for every person here this morning. I just thank You, thank You for them. I thank You for Your love. I thank You that You poured out on us. And I pray everybody here feels Your overwhelming love. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you need prayers, if you just want to come up and pray, if you need prayers, come on up. We would love for you to take the step forward. Stand and sing with us.